We got some good questions today or what? How's your energy today? Uh, good energy. Bent might have beat me today, though. He was flying around. Yeah, he had a good, he had a good day today. No questions? Uh, if you were a general manager, would you be open to signing Odell? I have no interest. I have no, I have no interest in coaching, scouting, general manager. Only interest I would have is um, if we all put our money together and we can own a team, I'd be interested in that. That's about it. I think you're talking to Rob yeah. <laughs> You never know, man. Strength in numbers. What are your thoughts uh, as, as him as a player? What are your thoughts as him as a Really good player. Um, I feel like whatever I say will be like headline. McCourty like says excellent blah, blah, blah about Odo Beckham joining the Patriots. So um, really good player. Played him a couple times. Um, have have had a couple conversations with him. Seems like a great guy. Um, I'm guess every, I'm guessing everyone will be looking at Twitter to see when he makes a decision, because um, I think it comes across Twitter before it comes across like the transaction list. So uh, I'll be waiting for one of you guys to tweet, and I'll see it. Is it a team effort when you have to stop the run with this team that's leaving the run? Yeah, uh, their backs are that good. Um, not just. Not just Nick Chubb, not just Kareem Hunt. I think I think everyone saw that. Uh, I think that game was a Thursday night game, a Denver game, uh, where Ernest Johnson gets in there, and you know there's no Baker Mayfield, there's no Hunt, there's no Chubb, and 137 yards. Uh, just you know he's a guy. You know Johnson, point of attack is everywhere. Play could be going right, but a cut back um, and, and go anywhere on the field. And then obviously with Nick Chubb, I think. He's a guy who's just so explosive. Like once he gets his shoulder square, he can make you miss. He can run through you. He can run away from you. Um, and then you know with Kareem Hunt, he's a guy that in the passing game, running the ball, and another downhill guy, but that can still run away from you, uh, run through you. And then the the um, the other guy, Felton, is a receiver slash running back. They line him up out in empty. They line him up in the backfield. They run screens to him. Um, so. I just think that group is a very strong group on their team. Obviously, they're dealing with a little bit of COVID situation, so we'll have to see how that plays out. But overall, that's just a, a really good group, no matter who's on the field at running back for them. I will say very similar to their tight end group, three different guys that can do a lot on the field. And they run a lot of 13 personnel with all three tight ends in there. And whether it's Njoku, Bryant, Hooper, like all of those guys, um, and the passing game can hurt you vertically. They all can run. They all can catch. So um, they present a challenge. I would say that they run 13 personnel. Not, you, we don't. We just don't see that a lot, you know. And I think they do a good job of running out of that, and then also going empty. And you got to now cover and deal with um, guys who are good athletes that can make plays. Is it one of those games where you, you where you, you're always trying to help one another, but maybe this game you just can't. Everybody's gonna have to do what they have to do to lock their guy down. Yeah, um, it's a, a classic, you know, we like to say around here, classic do-your-job type of game, I think. In the run game where if you're supposed to be outside leverage, we need you outside leverage. You're supposed to be inside, we need you inside. In the passing game, if you got a guy and I got a guy, like we got to cover those guys. There's, We, we just can't shield this way or, or help here. or do Like they kind of have everything uh, off of all of their plays. It's not just... One thing, if they run a play that looks a certain way, they have another play that counters it. So um, everyone just has to show up Sunday, and I would say with a hard hat ready to work, 
uh, for 60 minutes because they have that type of team, physical, strong, um, can do really anything on offense. Yeah, but when you look at a team that can go 13 and then you know, they can run out of it or they can go empty, you still talk about formation versatility and how the tight end position allows you to have that versatility more than maybe any other position. In your career, how has it evolved and how has the challenge of defending against multiple tight ends with what teams have done with them, you know, how much has that increased? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a, it's a very interesting thing when you just talk about uh, whether it's coaching or playing and scouting the, that position. Like, tight end is a position, but I would say across the league, these guys look totally different depending on who you're playing. So I think that's something that, that sticks out of you know, I think tight ends have a lot of versatility, but each tight end is so different that you have to know um, what they do well, how the team uses them. Um, and I think that's when you can start to put things together from a game plan standpoint and then how you're going to defend them. And I think that's what makes Cleveland a little different is, you know, a lot. all three of those guys are similar in some ways. And I would say Njoku is probably the fastest, um, but they all can run. You know, Hooper was in Atlanta where he was a receiving tight end, he was a leading receiver. Nijoku was a first-round draft who came in as a receiver. Bryant is another guy that's, you know, between 240 and 250, a kind of receiving guy. So, like, they can split Bryant out. They can split – like, it's just they have so much versatility because I would say all of those guys can do some similar things where sometimes you play against a group of tight ends where you kind of know, like, all right, this is the guy that's going to split out. This is the run-blocking guy, which, you know, still creates problems, but it, it changes how you might game plan with these three guys. We just have to be aware and know, like, all right, this guy's in this position. You know, he can do everything, but this position might tell us this or that. Um, and I think you have to kind of break it down like that, not by who the guy is, just by how they use that certain position uh, in the offense. But, you know, those guys, you know, Brian lines up in the backfield a little bit at fullback. So um, it's definitely going to be a test. I think we, we have to do a good job of studying and watching film. Um, and just knowing the different things they can do so that we're not, you know, surprised. Um, and then just read our keys for anything new that shows up in the game Sunday. Devin, you guys have just been a really good play-action and passing defense this year statistically, and the Browns are one of the best offensively at play-action passes. What's the key to keeping that rolling against the PA? Stopping the run. That, I mean, that's they're really good at play-action passes because they run the football better than anybody in the league. Um, the games where we've stopped the run, it makes play-action passes a lot easier um, because you can trust the guys up front are stopping the run, the guys that are, have run responsibilities are doing that, and the guys who have kind of that run pass, you know, checking to see if pass first, you can play that way. Um, but when you're not stopping the run, it makes everyone more aggressive to stop the run, and then that opens a play-action up. So, um, it, you know, first and foremost, like we say every week, it'll come down to stopping the run and trying to make them one-dimensional. And, you know, this will obviously be our toughest challenge of the year so far. Devin, aside from this being the next game on the schedule, um, since it's a conference game and you guys have worked very hard to get back into the playoff hunt, does it add a little more onus or burden to the game? No, I mean, I, I don't see it that way. I mean, I think of it as for us as a team, you talk about from the beginning of the year, some rookies that are playing uh, a lot of football for us, some new guys. It's always been about, man, how do we build to gaining our process of progressing, improving? How do we get there? And I think we saw the kind of ups and downs, the the bruises from that of, 
you know, getting to where we're at now. We saw where we're competing in games and it comes out a critical situation. We fall a little short. We've seen how we've come out in practice, talk about that, repped it, repped it, rep fundamentals over and over again. And we've seen that pay off. We've seen that turn into win. So to me, it's more about within a long season, at some point you have to build on who you are and your identity is kind of out there. And I think that's what we're starting to form. So I think it's important to keep that going. You know, like we've done it for three weeks where we've gone out there, practiced hard, talked about a game plan. Actually, it hasn't been pretty, but we've executed well enough to win. And I think we want to keep that going um, because I think that helps you build throughout the season. So um, you just don't want to have the letdowns. I think that's the hard thing when you're trying to build something here and, and, and get better. It's more about that than staring at the standings and seeing, you know, where you're at in the hunt. I mean, that, that playoff hunt stuff is going to change every week. I mean, no one has 10 wins yet. Like, it, it's just going to keep changing. I think it's more important that we focus on ourselves and our process more than anything. You talked about uh, identity. Have, has that been established yet? Or are you still trying to get to a certain place? I think we're still trying to get to a certain place. We got five wins. I think who you are comes with more games and, and comes with doing whatever it is consistently. Um, I think if you if you look at us overall right now, um, we put together three weeks. You know, I think from a defense standpoint, stopping the run, like you just said, playing well and play action and all of that. Like, can we keep doing that? Can we do that when we play against a team that is going to run the ball and has good backs and runs the ball well? Can we like then? How do we play on third down when we play a team that's in the top of the league on third? Like those are the things to me that show your identity, show consistency when you can go out there and do it. Like I said earlier this season, it's about doing the things you need to do when that team knows that they have to pass the ball in a two-minute drill. You know they have to pass the ball. The best team is going to win who executes, and I think that's what it comes down to doing that week in and week out. Devin, after the last game, Hassan Riddick had you know, called out Mac for what he felt was like the dirty play, and then even today, Brian Burns was talking for the first time since the play, and he, he said um, an apology from Mac would be nice, and, and he said to my fellow DE brothers, happy hunting. And I'm asking you as like a leader, a veteran who's been around the game, like when you hear other players say stuff like that, like what is your reaction? It is what it is. I mean, we played Carolina last week. We're turning the page. We got a, we got a, big, a big game, uh, Cleveland at home. We, I would say we've been pretty bad at home overall. So something that we talked about playing better. Um, but I mean, offensively, I don't think we're going to change how we play because of that. I think uh, as a team, we got to keep building together. Um, and it falls into what we talk about on the door, ignore the noise um, and, and speak for yourself and not worry about the other distractions. And I think that's what we're going to do as a team. And you know, that's what we've been doing. Devin, I know we've talked at Dawson about you know you being a game plan defense, obviously week to week. But do you see the you know uptick in zone coverage you guys have played the last two games? Is any part of the blueprint you mentioned that you feel like you guys have found here and how you need to play? Um, we'll see. I mean, we've had games. I mean, I I always think back to 2018. I don't know what the statistics were, but. We were like 90-something percent man-to-man -man, uh, overall, and I think we played like 70% zone in the Super Bowl, like the last game of the year where you already had 18 games of film. And I'm sure their coaching staff was like, this is who they are. This is what they've done. We have this large sample size. This is what it is. And we go out there and 
we literally ran like a couple different calls the whole game that we thought would be really the difference in winning the game. And I think that's what it comes down to. Whatever our defensive staff goes in there and thinks like, hey, this is the best way to win this game, that's what we're going to do, whether it's zone or man. Um, we'll figure it out that week. And I think it's, it's on us as players to do a good job of whatever that is. It's not easy to be in and out of things, but um, the more we get to rep and do different things and work on those things, I think the better we can play. And I think that's what we'll, that will be the key uh, to how we perform. All right. Appreciate it.